Welcome to the Survival Guide for Orthodontists, the podcast that makes you the authority in orthodontics in your community. Get ready for insights on how to compete on expertise and trust against mail order in retail orthodontics. It's not always about the lowest fees. And now, from the People in Practice team, your hosts, Dr. Leon Klempner and Amy Epstein. Welcome to the Survival Guide for Orthodontists. My name is Leon Klempner. I'm a retired orthodontist from Long Island, New York, co-founder and CEO of People in Practice. We're a marketing and consulting firm. I'm also a KOL for a number of orthodontic companies, and I love the blues. We started this podcast, gee, about six months ago, I think, uh, to bring the best thought leaders in the field so we can gain as much information and insight as to how we can best respond to what appears to me to be a attack on the integrity of our specialty as orthodontists. And as usual, this episode won't disappoint. I'm really excited about having Mark Van Wield of Dental Monitoring as our guest today. But before we introduce him, let me introduce my partner, my co-host, my daughter, our people in practice marketing guru, and all-around great person, hmm. Amy Epstein. <laughs> Gets better every month. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, hello, I'm Amy Epstein. I have almost 20 years of marketing, branding, and PR experience working with large and small companies on everything from branding and transition to communications to digital lead generation campaigns. So thanks for listening today because we have a very interesting guest to introduce uh, in Mark Van Wield, as my dad mentioned. Let me tell you a little bit about Mark. His introduction to orthodontics started when he invested in a line before its IPO in 2001. He started actually as an employee, but bought their Asia Pacific division, becoming their exclusive distributor for the region and growing the business by 42% every year for seven years. When a line acquired back the business, Mark was looking for something new turning down a lot of different opportunities until dental monitoring came around in 2016. Mark is currently a shareholder and board member, and he serves as head of business development. For those that don't yet know, uh, dental monitoring, and you'll hear us refer to it as DM sometimes for short, it's a healthcare and technology company. It uh, utilizes artificial intelligence to enable patients to remotely scan their progress back to the orthodontist. But Really, Mark's going to tell us a lot more. So, Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Amy and Leon. Uh, thanks for your kind words. Yes, um, it's been a good ride for me personally in orthodontics. Uh, a line, an Invisalign from those very early days to see where it came from and where it's got to. It was very exciting. Um, and then when I moved on to the next chapter, I, I really feel privileged to be involved with something such as dental monitoring, which I think can be every bit as big. So um, a, a bit about dental monitoring and how it works. I think a good way to describe it is as a treatment management system. It enables the orthodontist to manage the patient's treatment when the patient's not in the practice. And it works with braces, aligners, functional appliance, irrespective of whether the patients are in active treatment, retention or in recall. I think what we do is we focus on one of the areas not being addressed in orthodontics, 
You've got all this technology such as interoral scanners, setup software, practice management software, custom appliances, but none of these address what's happening with a patient's treatment once they leave the practice. And this area has the potential, I believe, to deliver significant benefits to reduce cost, time, and the duration of treatment. I often use a, uh, an analogy that I think your listeners can relate to, which is imagine driving a car down the freeway. Not too many cars on the, on the freeway. It's a straight bit of road. But now, can you imagine driving your car with your eyes closed for eight seconds? Because if you equate one second to one week in an orthodontic interval, that's exactly what you're doing in your orthodontic practice today. And it's only when you open your eyes that you discover what corrections need to be made. And this introduces inherent inefficiency and error into any orthodontic treatment. And with dental monitoring, you've now got the opportunity to drive your car with your eyes closed for one second or less. Because with dental monitoring, patients quite often are scanning their teeth with their phone on a weekly basis. So that means any adjustments required to keep the car in the lane are very minor. And the more frequent feedback loop ensures the orthodontist gains a much greater control of the treatment when the patient leaves the practice. So the DM monitoring system really comprises, I think, three components. The app, which I talked about, which is very important. That's the capture mechanism. The patient downloads it onto their phone. It's activated by the orthodontist's office and it enables the patient to take scans of their teeth using their phone on an interval that the orthodontist determines, normally weekly or two weekly, uh, sometimes as little as five days. And this process is made very simple using a DM scan box and cheek retractors so that the process only takes a couple of minutes. The second component is the DM analysis platform or what Leon and yourself refer to as the AI platform. So this is a web-based HIPAA and GDPR compliant platform. Uh, and for each smartphone scan that's taken, we extract about 100 different interoral images every single week. From those images, they're analyzed and the algorithms can then detect up to 200 different clinical situations that um, that it's been trained up to do. For example, whether an aligner isn't seated properly or there are missing attachments, if there's a debonded bracket, an open clip or missing ligatures, and even tooth wear and gingivitis. The third and last component is the orthodontist web-based dashboard where the doctor's team can review and manage all the notifications and this is the way that the office communicates with the patient when the patient's not in the practice. This is the part of DM where we work with the orthodontist to determine what protocols each orthodontist wants to set up for every detected clinical situation, what messages they want to send to their patients for every, any given issue or whether they want, to, want something silenced because they don't regard it as important. And I think the thing to take into account here is that all messages are worded by each individual orthodontist. So they may be automated and driven by our DM system, but they come from you and your team. So I think that really gives a, a good idea of what DM is, is doing today to transform practices. Mm. Great, Mark. And uh, I really appreciate being here. Mark and I know each other for quite a number of years, and uh, and he knows that both Amy and I are, are big fans of technology, and this is of particular interest 
to us. And as a clinician, I, I used to do a lot of aligner treatment. And the big headache with aligners is the refinement. That's what kills the profitability is the refinement. The cases keep going and they go keep going and the profitability goes down. So, so to recap, this sounds like a mechanism where we can monitor the tracking as even more closely than we would if we brought the patient in for us to visually examine how the aligners were fitting. Uh, we could do this remotely using technology that will detect on seats so that we don't have to waste the patient's time, most importantly, uh, coming out of work, coming out of school, and coming into the office, just for us to sit down, take a look at them, and, and say, hey, you're doing great, and give them more aligners. Is that, is that basically how it works? Very much so, Lee, and I think that's a, that's a very good description. Um, as one of our orthodontists uh, has said, DM enables him to um, use technology to, to see the fit of the aligner or what's happening in the mouth, whether it's oral hygiene or, or to do with fixed appliances, and see it at a much more of a pixel level, so to speak. Uh, so I, I think it, it's incumbent upon us all to take advantage of technologies to make these things happen. And I, it, we're, we're seeing it from, from some of the top uh, aligner users that those that are experienced with dental monitoring are seeing a significant reduction in the number of aligners used to finish a treatment and the number of refinements that are required. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's not limited only to aligner uh, therapy, right? I mean, this DM can work with brackets as well? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, our largest users are, are braces users. Uh, the, the issues with braces, um, and, I, and I wasn't really aware not being an orthodontist and, and coming from an aligned technology background, there are many significant issues to do with oral hygiene detection and keeping that on track with a fixed appliance treatment. So whether it's, you know, a debonded bracket, um, brushing habits, hyperplasia detection, um, you know, elastic wear, all those things uh, can also be detected by DM. And, it, and it's up to the orthodontist to work with DM to, to work out what protocols they want to develop for each different type of appliance. And, you, you know, as marketers, Amy and I are kind of drooling at this because this is an opportunity for us to tap in and reach groups of people that ordinarily find it too time-consuming, let's say, to come and check out whether they're a candidate for aligners, uh, spend an hour in the office, take off from time and work and things like that. So, okay. so you know, we see this good on a lot of different levels. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a question that I have is, is can you talk to us a little bit about the role that DM can play in helping the orthodontist capture some of that market share that uh, was opened up by direct-to-consumer aligner companies who are understanding the consumer desire for less time in the office and, um, you know, uh, shorter treatment times, et cetera. Sure, Amy. Um, first of all, just if I think back of my involvement and, and what's happened in orthodontics since, since when I first got involved uh, in 2001, you know, I'm reminded that innovation always happens when outsiders come into an industry sector with a totally different way of doing things. 
the founders of Align Technology didn't come from orthodontics. Um, I couldn't think that there would be any way that people could come from either the profession or from a, a, a fixed appliance company and come up with the idea of using removable sequential plastic aligners to move teeth predictably. I, I just don't think we would have ever have, have got off the ground. And, and then if you think of these DTC companies such as SmartDirect, they don't come from orthodontics either. Um, they've just tapped into a, a marketplace that, that you talked about, um, both of you, which is there is an enormous market that none of us foresaw, which is people who want to pay a lower fee to get a limited result that, that addresses their expectations. So SmileDirect is showing us how big that market is. They're now the second largest aligner company on the planet within four years, and they're growing at a much faster rate than Align Technology. So I think it's incumbent upon your listeners to think about how they respond to, to this marketplace. I mean, SmileDirect and, uh, and Align Technologies are spending so much on consumer marketing, they're creating an enormous awareness of, of the benefits of having straighter teeth and a nicer smile. So the way I look at it, Amy and Leon, is if people like Smile Direct can get people into a line of treatment for around $1,900 without seeing a doctor, then a lot of those candidates, I'm sure, would consider an option of having limited treatment using aligners delivered by a specialist orthodontist for, say, a price point of $2,900 to $3,900. And the challenge really... I think, and this is where your company comes into play, is that it's up to the orthodontist to let the public know that they offer this alternative, all right? Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think there's a big marketplace there that's, that, that's waiting. Uh, I, I think DM really helps make this possible because what it does, uh, as Leon's aware, is it enables an orthodontist to provide limited treatment using aligners at what I think we would, would all believe is a superior result to anything delivered through direct consumer without a physical doctor present, but doing that for a reasonable premium. There are many DM users now who've been using the system for a couple of years who are doing aligner treatments for between eight and 12 months with only three to four appointments and using DM for all the remote monitoring. So if you think of it and you use a non-branded aligner system and you leverage off your reputation as a specialist orthodontist, then I think you can offer that for that sort of fee and make a very good profit. And just as importantly, I think DM is an ideal way for an orthodontist to build a closer relationship with the patients because even though you're only seeing them three to four times in the clinic, you're actually communicating with them on a weekly basis. So I think it's incumbent to let for the orthodontist to always make the patients be aware of exactly what they're getting in terms of a high level of care from a specialist orthodontist. Now, if you think of overlaying a branded aligner system such as Invisalign, then I think it's, it's reasonable that your patients will be willing to, to pay even more money than the numbers I was just talking about. So the, the last thing I wanna mention out of all of this is when people finish treatment, they actually want to preserve the result. Nobody wants to finish orthodontic treatment and then have their teeth relapse. So we're now seeing DM users and orthodontists 
who are offering retention plans where the patients pay a monthly fee, a small monthly fee, which is great additional revenue for an orthodontic practice and maintains an ongoing relationship with the patient even after they've finished treatment. And I think this is something that orthodontists can really differentiate themselves from direct-to-consumer and maintain a much longer relationship with patients after they've finished treatment. Yeah, for sure. It really does seem that the capacity to monitor remotely um, and the awareness of the of practices to take advantage of the desire in the marketplace for a limited treatment option really does hit on all the consumer pain points, the reasons why they're going to these D2C uh, aligner companies with a much better outcome, doctor supervised. I mean, it seems like it fills, it provides all the tools for orthodontists to fill a major gap in the marketplace right now. So it's we're, we are, as as my dad said earlier, kind of salivating sometimes when we hear, um, you know, you and others talk about DM because it's very exciting. But but Mark, uh, let, let me let me put on a, a different hat and look at it a different angle here. Because we speak to a lot of orthos, uh, all of our clients, and you know, orthos all over the country. And I'm on all of the Facebook groups, and um, I hear a lot of feedback. And I know many orthodontists may not want to use DM because they're concerned that uh, that the artificial intelligence or using this technology may actually detract from their role. In other words, you know, they're concerned about what made them successful, which had a lot to do with the personal touch and uh, their relationship. And, and frankly, they, they're afraid that they'll look too much like direct-to-consumer types of companies, and they'll view it as losing their, their differentiator. I'm sure you, you have heard this as well. So what are your thoughts about that? You know, how do, how do you feel about that? Uh, Leon, I think that's a legitimate question. And, and I think it's one that um, we should feel free to talk about because I think it doesn't just uh, relate to dental monitoring. It doesn't just relate to dentistry. It relates to how AI and machine learning is changing most medical and dental professions. Um, if you think about everything we do today in 2019 in our personal and professional lives, it's so different to the way we were doing it five years ago, 10 years ago, and 20 years ago. And there's a guy I follow on LinkedIn who, 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 who I think is a bit of a thought leader in this area. Um, he, he's a doctor with a PhD as well as being a medical doctor, uh, Dr. Bertland Mesco, uh, who heads up the Medical Futurist Institute. And he's got a saying that says, AI won't replace doctors, but doctors who use AI may replace those that don't. And I think that really is the discussion point that we need to focus in on is how is the technology adopted and how is it used to enhance the quality of care rather than ignoring it because in some way you think that it might replace part of the role. I think all parts of our roles in all of our lives have changed. I mean, I can think of myself and what I learned at university and how much of that I do today. It's it's very, very different world. An analogy I often think is a, is a useful one. Think of when you catch a flight, any, any plane, you know, Delta, United, whoever you happen to fly with. I think we all know that the autopilot 
is probably flying the plane at least 80% or possibly more on any given flight. But we still want the reassurance that it's a trained and experienced pilot that's overseeing all the systems and that that pilot is ready to step in and override if there's ever an issue. And that's why I think we always have the comforting announcement on the plane from the pilot where they give their name, they make it personal, they reintroduce that human touch and they give us all the up-to-date information on their flight. I think we as humans, we don't want to deal with machines. And I think, you know, that the delivery of care and the human touch will never go away. So if you relate that to DM, you know, I mean, we do use AI technology because we think we can make the delivery of orthodontics and also dentistry more efficient for the benefit of the public and also for the benefit of the doctors. Okay. So we do that, but it is the orthodontist who determines how they want to deal with the information that DM's providing them in any given situation. Again, I want to reiterate the protocols that um, that are used by each individual orthodontist are developed by them, and then they're refined by them over time. So I don't think anything's static. I think the way we see DM being used today is very different from the way it was used two years ago, and in two years' time, it will be very different. Mm-hmm. And that's not being driven by DM so much. It's being driven by doctors who can see how it can change their practice, and they're the ones asking for more innovation. So I think that's the key there. You know, any, any messaging that's going to, to staff or to patients is all driven by the individual doctor, all right? In regard to your point, Leon, about reducing the personal touch, I, I think, you know, if you think of a traditional orthodontic appointment, how much time does a patient spend getting to the practice, sitting in the waiting room, sitting in the chair, and then how much of that time is actually spent with the orthodontist. Now, if you think, if you supplement DM with whatever appointments you happen to have, and you have continual communication and oversight from the orthodontist and their team on a weekly basis, and the patient knows that the orthodontist is overseeing the treatment, then I think that's going to build a much closer relationship compared to what happens today. And I, I think that's the key. And it's doctors, and I think, Leon, you are the one who first saw the power in DM as a, as a means of actually increasing the personal touch when the patient's not in the clinic because that doesn't mm-hmm. exist today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Mark. And, you know, if you take a look, at, listen to everything you're talking about from the patient's perspective, from the de- desirability of you know what the patient is looking for, it makes a lot of sense for them. And so I think that's the primary challenge is taking your orthodontic hat off and putting the patient hat on and looking at it from their perspective to see all of the benefits there, um, which are really what they're looking for. So I want to make sure that we have time to um, have one of our callers, our listeners, sorry, um, who have submitted a question on our website uh, for Mark. So let's go ahead and, and uh, listen to a, uh, a caller question. Hi, Mark. This is Dr. Frank Sharp from Springfield, Missouri. I am a DM user, and I'm absolutely loving it. With technology causing so many changes in the profession, I'm curious how you'd envision the orthodontic practice of the future. That's a great question, Dr. Sharp. And firstly, uh, thank you for your support. Um, it's always gratifying to see um, orthodontists, you know, DM is still relatively at an early stage. Uh, orthodontists, you can see how it, it can change their practice. 
So I think that's the key to start with. It's it's really the orthodontists who are reinventing how the practice works rather than dental monitoring. And part of the key to that and, and one of the driving forces is that we have over 50 orthodontists and dental professionals who've invested around $8 million, I think it's over $8 million, into dental monitoring. So that group, they're very passionate and vocal on how to make DM better, how to get it work better for them as an orthodontist, how to get it work better for them, for their patients and for their staff. And I, and I think if you think about where are the practice is going to move to in the future, the analogy of driving your car down the freeway with your eyes closed for eight seconds or so is very appropriate here. Now you have feedback on your treatment progress on a weekly or even sometimes as little as every four days. So if you pick up things on a very timely basis, it just progresses earlier and better and these little issues can remain as little bumps in the roads that can be quickly addressed. You know, we see many of our top DM users have now got to the point where they've reduced their uh, appointments for orthodontic treatment, be it braces or aligners, by anywhere between 25 to 40%. Uh, because the checkups are now done remotely and because things are picked up on a timely basis, you keep the treatment on track. So it, it, it sort of makes sense. The next stage where we see it going, and some of our high-end users are doing that now, is you move from scheduled appointments, which if you think of it really don't make sense. When you have something like DM to pick things up remotely, you really should be having your appointment only when needed. And I think that's the key, because as a patient, why do you want to come into the clinic if it really is a trivial appointment? I mean, you need to come into the clinic and you need to come in as soon as possible when something major is detected or something needs to be addressed. And, and the great thing about DM is the clinic knows exactly what's happening in the patient's mouth before the patient comes into the waiting room. So you can really become efficient at planning for what needs to be done. And I think it takes a lot of the stress out of the clinic for both the doctor and the staff because things can be planned very smoothly. So I, I think, you know, I, going back to, to what Bertland said, those that embrace technology such as DM will have a significant advantage over those that don't because I think it's the patients who are demanding such things. Um, you know, it's, 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 no, it's no surprise that Amazon and Netflix are as big as they are because patient convenience uh, is, is what we want. And, you know, I think patients are paying orthodontists not to spend time with their orthodontists but for their orthodontists to spend time and to use technologies, whatever the technologies are, to deliver better outcomes, but to do it with minimal inconvenience to the patient. Yeah, I think sometimes that part <laughs> is a hard pill to swallow, you know, just uh, what the patient's actually looking for. And it may not be spending more time at the practice or with, with the doctor and the staff. Mark, you know, for our younger listeners, what's interesting here is if they're planning on building out an orthodontic office, they may want to consider a smaller space uh, with less staff if they're going to uh, use a model that will incorporate a lot of uh, DM, don't you think? Well, I've always been amazed that, you know, you, you, with an orthodontic practice, you can have satellite offices that are open for, say, just a few days a month, and, and the economics of that actually stacks up. I, I think... As things progress, I think it's incumbent upon us all to make the delivery of treatment 
more convenient, more efficient, and to bring down the cost ultimately. So when you think of those things, I, I, I do agree, Leon. I think some of the practices and the way they're configured today, I think that will change in the future. The alternative, however, is that what you can do is that you can leverage, as we, um, I'm an Australian, we say, I'm not sure if you're saying in America, you can piggyback off all of this marketing that is being done by direct-to-consumer and aligned technology and basically use the slots that are available to treat a significantly higher number of patients that are generated by the marketing from aligned technology and companies such as Smile Direct. All right. So on behalf of my dad and me, Mark, and the entire ortho community, we want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to share your thoughts with us. That's my pleasure, Leon and Amy. Uh, it's been worthwhile. And if anyone has any questions or wants to find out more about DM, uh, we have a U.S. office based in Austin, Texas, and just contact one of the team and we'll give you more information. So thank you for your time. We have a great lineup of guests moving forward. Our next guest will be Charlene White, an orthodontic consultant with over 35 years of experience in the orthodontic practice management field. So be sure to listen in. And you can also download other episodes or sign up for our marketing newsletter. And if you enjoy the podcast, we'd appreciate it if you'd tell one of your colleagues. A few quick announcements before we sign off. I'll be presenting a free marketing webinar sponsored by the AAO on Tuesday night, December 10th. Uh, registration is currently open and limited, uh, and you could register on the AAO website. And finally, we offer geographic exclusivity to our orthodontic clients. If you're interested in growing your practice, contact us to see if your area is available for a complimentary, comprehensive marketing analysis and action plan. Till next time, remember, the golden age of orthodontics is ahead. Thank you for joining us on the Survival Guide for Orthodontists, where we help your practice grow within a massively disrupted industry. Subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on social media. Find us online at thesurvivalguidefororthodontists.com.